Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. Hi Anita, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good, thank you very much. So today we are excited because we've had a lady all the way from Chicago join us um, called um, Shelley Wasso. That is a great name. It is a great name. Like all, also like rock, like both names sort of work well together, don't they? Shelly Wasso. It's like yeah, a, it's like rolls off the tongue. It's quite nice to say. Yeah. So we, um, it was an interesting episode actually because everybody thinks yeah, yeah, we know about goal setting and we do. But be honest with yourself if you're listening to this now. When was the last time you set goals and then actually took steps towards making those goals happen? Had a plan of action with the goals. Yeah. Like what I really liked home. about Shelley's methods were they were really, you know, I'm quite a practical person anyway, but they're really practical. So it's about setting goals and not just going, oh, I'm putting this out to the universe and then I'm just going to go and sit and watch telly and wait for the universe to deliver because that's not what happened. So it was really practical. And she also, and here's a teaser, talked about what you need to do to make yourself 90% more likely to achieve your goals, which, you know, I love a stat, don't I? So, um <laughs> You know, what I like is people who say really practical tips. Do this, this and this, and that will have this effect. And um, Shelley was absolutely like that. She's, she's really good. So let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. First, I just want to say that um, I'm excited that we connected because since we did, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I have been following your podcast and mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. So oh, um, I love the savvy quickies. Those are good, especially when you have such a busy day and you just want to like consume something good, but quick. I'm really enjoying those. So I'm super excited mm-hmm. that we connected and I'm following along. So a little bit about myself. I have uh, 30 years of corporate experience, sales experience at the executive vice president level. This will sound maybe sound boring, but I'm a wholesale insurance broker in the cybersecurity world. Um, no, it sounds and- complicated. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're the middleman selling insurance to other brokers, uh, cybersecurity insurance, which actually has been um, a big deal these days. There's a lot of cybersecurity breaches and- So if they get hacked and it costs them money, they claim on the insurance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been in that space for over 30 years. I've created other income streams while working in my corporate job. Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart. I have two boys that are 23 and 30, and I am the founder and CEO of Do It Rich. So tell us more about do it rich. Some people either like the word rich or they don't like the word rich. Triggers people. Yeah, it does. And I feel like it triggers people in a negative way Mm. until you hear my story. So only if you aren't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the people who say naturally money's not important to me. It's always the people who aren't making much of it. Sorry to say it so bluntly, but it is. It is true. I also feel that... um, we don't talk about money enough, right? We don't have those conversations. We don't have them at home. We don't talk about money with our children. It's something I feel like the generation with our parents, we didn't talk a lot of, about a lot of things with our parents, right? We didn't talk about the birds and the bees. We didn't talk no. about money, you know, and now I yeah. feel like we 
we're we're changing that and yeah and making money is okay it's not a sin to say i want to be wealthy i want to make money it's important to me because it then gives me all these other choices that i can go and do some good work i can look after my children i can spend quality time all of that so it's kind of you can give back more if you've got money if you haven't got money it's a hangover from religious days maybe that you know um money is the root of all evil and things like that but it's not is it no it's not and anna you said it exactly you can give back more which mm. is important if you um, i feel like it stops us from dreaming big you know mm. like you know like our kids my youngest is 20 and he has this dream of wanting a lamborghini yeah i'm like cool we're gonna have a lamborghini like why not you know some people would think that that can't be true right it's too big of a dream and then we stop them from from going down that path but when I was younger, my mom had me when she was 16, and I lived in the basement of my grandma's house, and I used to be little. Dream, I used to dream of actually being rich when I was younger. You know, you have those dreams of yeah. being rich and a princess and, and a fancy dress, and that was like a real thing for me. And so when I grew up, and we, again, never really talked about money Um, or those type of things. But I did learn later, you know, my corporate job, I worked so many hours, and I didn't take a lot of time for myself. And I did all these things. And what I really learned later is that rich isn't just about money, but we really have to find richness in all areas of our life. Yeah. So it's not just money, the word rich, it's being fulfilled and having abundance and not just for money, but all areas of our life. And I found when I took myself from a six-figure income earner to multiple seven figures was when I really figured out the rest of my life and where I bought when I brought richness to those other buckets of my life, ones that we don't focus too much on. We put all our goals and time into, usually it's work and health. Those are goals that we set for ourselves, Mm -hmm. work and health. But there's relationship goals, whether that's with your spouse or If you don't have a spouse, maybe it's with your mother or your family. There's goals that you should have with your children, um, spiritual goals, um, giving back goals. There's so many other areas of life. So I I found when I really practiced and worked hard um, on those other areas of my life, my my um, the the money came, you know, it wasn't like all of a sudden it was like, holy cow, like this is working. I don't have to go to work it six in yeah, the morning it's like your it's like your son when he gets to having that lamborghini the actual part of owning the lamborghini won't be what he's so grateful at being at a level that can buy a lamborghini it'll be lots of other things around the person that he became to be someone that could buy that lamborghini so that'll be like yeah i wanted this but actually that's not that big a deal now he'll realize how great the yeah. journey was getting yeah yes. what of that sense of achievement and that sense of a reason to get out of bed every morning because you you're doing something it was really, I hired, uh, I have had mentors in my life and I've, I worked on this practice of, um, there's so many books out there, right? The four hour work week and, um, the millionaire mornings and all these different books. And in the corporate world, we don't, work on or talk about personal development much the entrepreneurs well, I, when i when i worked, had a proper job i was always everybody used to laugh at me because of my like interesting personal development and like at the weekends they 
I would have gone to like a seminar about something or an event and then everybody at work would be like, oh, you're such a loser. <laughs> No, because I've been doing those things and being so, oh, Anna needs, Anna's doing her self-help things. And also my whole family, like my brothers used to take the mic as well. So, yeah, you're right. It's like, I think it's, you know, I think they do it on purpose to try and get people to frown upon it because they'd rather you just go and drink at the weekend. And then all you can do is like go and back to work because you need to work to go and buy the things that you're buying for yourself to, to fuel those, the rest yeah. of those things. They don't actually want you to tap into yourself and know what you're actually about because otherwise you'll, lo- you'll leave that job. You won't stay there for very long. So I think mm-hmm. it's a cultural thing. They don't, they don't want you to go down that, that route. I always thought that I wanted to have other businesses. I tried other things. I thought like corporate life wasn't really what I wanted until I balance. There's really no such thing as balance, honestly. But when I say balance, it, it doesn't mean equal hours in, in all areas of our life. It just means that we learn to get intentional in those other buckets. When, when you set the goals in each of these areas and you learn your why and your how, and um, you, you really have to have your conscious mind take over by the what, what I put together here to focus and be more intentional in those other areas of your life. And I always thought I wanted something else until I felt balanced, not by hours, but by feeling rich in all areas of my life and my corporate life just took off. And I thought, well, I'm supposed to be here, but I'm supposed to share my story. And, you know, Do It Rich was born because my mentor said, Shelly, you need to teach people what you're doing, um, you know, through, through a training. And that's how Do It Rich was really born. And it's really a program that's set up you know, we, we spend, there's a couple of things that I love. One of my favorite things that I just read in a goal setting book by Zig Ziglar was Americans spend so much time planning the wedding, but we don't spend our time planning the marriage. Mm, true. Yeah. The same thing with our life. Like we spend so much time um, or not time, but we, if you're going to build a house, right, your dream house, you need a blueprint. If, if you're going to drive somewhere, well, at least me, because my directional habits are horrible. <laughs> Same with us. Mm. <laughs> That's a but you need a you need a map, right? You got to have MapQuest, otherwise you're going to get lost. But we don't spend time. Uh, we don't have a blueprint for our life. We don't spend time mapping out our life. We have our work goals and maybe our health goals, but not our life. And it just shocks me that we spend so little time doing that. And that's why I'm super passionate about the training and teaching people how to to really focus on their different areas of their life. Even so how- though I, I love the money, right? So I love money. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But you, you can have it all. You just have to do the work. And- yeah. yeah. So what are the fundamentals of Do It Rich then? How, where does it start from? Yeah. So I started these practices by myself. Um, you know, a while back, and I just started writing on cards, um, like um, picking and really just learning bits and pieces of myself from reading different books. But, um, and I picked different areas. Uh, What I really needed to work on was like spending time more at home and with my children and um, personal development. And so I just mapped out these these different areas and I wrote out some goals but what the program really focuses on if you look at the statistics if you read your goals daily you write them out 
and you visualize them, because I'm really big at visualizing also, um, you're 90 per, 90% more likely to achieve your goals. It's amazing, isn't it? So if you're 90% more likely to achieve those goals, why wouldn't you write them out, visualize them, and read them daily? Because it, it really, the process of doing it, in my course, it's a six-week course, but the process of doing it is what stops people. Like, they say they're going to do it, you know, and they have all good intentions, yeah. but they but they don't actually do the work. Once you have the cards written out, it's super easy. It takes five to ten minutes a day to just, you know, read your cards. And soon um, becomes a habit, I imagine. Pardon? A way of life. And soon becomes a way of life or a habit. Yeah, it's a habit. And in my program, what, what I found is I've done a lot of different trainings is that you get homework and I'll just tell you that I was never really good at doing homework in school, <laughs> but you get homework and then you don't always do the homework. So in my course, we actually do the work. We actually physically write out the cards. We like map out the buckets. Um, we write out the cards. We do the work. We have accountability challenges. We, um, we have a practice or a challenge where we read them daily. Um, just to actually, so when you walk away from the training, the cards are actually done. Um, because I've paid for so many trainings that I, I just like, I'm done and then it, life happens and yeah. then I don't do the work and I'm like, I yeah. spent the money. Why didn't and I you know it's work? important and you on board with it and you want to do it. But if you don't have that account and support, um, the accountability and support, then you won't get it. It's like how we have, um, we have a program called social media made easy and it literally, it's a 10 step program and it helps businesses uh, be able to get out there confidently on social media and attract more clients regardless of what business they are that, that works for businesses that want to get online and do that and uh, we've actually just switched it up because we used to it used to be a six-week course when it first started then a 90-day course and now actually they get a whole year with us so they get the stuff straight away they can power through that's the easy bit but the actual being able to do that for the you know the entire like do it consistently and stay doing it is the hard part so that's why we we kind of let go hey be in our world for a year and you know show up on these sessions and you will get there so yeah totally on board with that and it's I love funny, that. I actually like have um a book next to my bed and I uh, like uh, I write in it um you know I used to put I want and then like write all the things that I want and now I've I read something about like saying oh stop saying you want things say you'd prefer so now I've putting I prefer and then I, I write all the things and and um I read it before I go to bed and then when I wake up the next day I read it again but then like every few days I rewrite it because different things matter at different times and it, it is surprising that at the back of the book I write down the things that I said I wanted I write at the back of the book what I got of the things and it's it's really interesting to see like that that the list at the back just build up of the things that I put in the thing but it's it's because of that as I'm reading it I'm thinking about it and it's just it's the intention is set isn't it you're you're there you're you know, every day. I mean, there's no reason to not do it. Every day I wake up, the book's there, you know, it's right in front of me. So I make it kind of easy for myself. But I've been doing personal development since I was like a kid before, like it was cool to do it and things. And it, it does take a long while to get these things, you know, in into your day to day and, you know, keep turning up. And I think sometimes, um, almost sometimes it's worse when you have been doing personal development for years because i often think like oh my god the amount of personal development work i've done on myself like i should totally have all my shit together right and i do <laughs> so um <laughs> but obviously you've got to be mindful it's like 
a work in progress and I'm a lot yeah. better now than does anybody have all their shit together no I don't believe they no. do <laughs> no if they do they're lying but yeah, yeah you know always making those steps for, towards where you want to be and yeah I love that you've got that and you've, you've identified it and now you've got a way that people can like hook in and join you and actually with other people get on board and, and crack on and do actually finally do this work it's going mm-hmm. to make all, all of their areas rich in their life. What, what are the main areas that people, obviously, people want to get rich as in money, but what kind of comes um, sort of second and third in terms of what people, uh, as a general rule, what's the trends you've seen that people want to get? Relationships as well, I Yeah, guess. relationships for sure. It's funny because I have somebody that I was uh, working with. She did a card uh, that combined, one card that combined her husband and her children on the one card. And I was like, your husband needs his own card. Like, why are you putting them all in one card? Lump them in together. <laughs> They're different goals. Your how and your why of what you're working on with your husband and your children are completely different. Hmm. Um, so they can't be on one, you know, on one card. They need to be treated separately. Um, and I also think that... And she like, never really thought of that before then. And she never really like... And I guess that can happen, doesn't it, if you've like... You get with someone, you have kids fast, and it's almost like this is my new life, and you guys come as a package, the guy and the and the ch- the children. Yeah, and I think it's important. One of the things um, I like going back to the Lamborghini and dreaming big. We have to learn to really stretch our goals, and I feel like again, sometimes we can be good at that with our money goal. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not everybody is good <laughs> at doing that with their money goals, but. Um, you do that through accountability and having people around you that, that, you know, help you to step up your game. But we, it's, again, goes back to our subconscious mind. You know, we, they, if you read about your subconscious mind, which controls 95% of our life, our subconscious mind, right? We wake up on the same side of the bed. We turn our alarm clock off with the same butt finger. We um, get out of bed and we, go work out the same we probably do the same workout and so do you know what i like to do sometimes brush my teeth with the different hand just to make difficult to do yeah yeah and i do all i do every now and then i'll do i do different things with the other side because it does just shift your brain doesn't it anyway carry on it does well actually it's you then controlling your brain so i like to say i like to be in control so if i could if i could be in control of my brain and tell it that it's not going to do what it wants today and I'm going to wake up on a different side of the bed or something, then, then I'm going to do that. But it's the same with stretching, you know, some of our goals, we, we don't stretch them enough. And so in the training, also, in each bucket, we take one of the goals and we stretch them. um, Because it's important to dream big, like dream big sounds like, oh, a dream big, like, that's just a dream, you know, but really, you can, you, you, there's so much possibility um, and you can really achieve those goals. You just have to do the work, right? It's really about taking action and doing the work. Um, and I love having the stretch goals. They're fun. Um, it gets people to feel stuff outside of their comfort zone. But we do, it's just like working out if you were to lift weights. Now, can you tell I'm like buffed, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a big weightlifter. <laughs> But, but I like to, I, I do like to lift weights, but what happens is you constantly go to the gym and put the same, pick up the same weight yeah. and we don't challenge ourselves. And then all of a sudden you pick up a little bit heavier weight and you're like, wow, 
I could actually be lifting a heavier weight. It's not that bad to go one up, but we just don't think because we're in our subconscious state where we're constantly just picking up the same weight. What kind of transformations have you seen with people you've worked with then? Yeah, I mean, it's the the feedback and the transformation has been, I don't know that I have a monetary, you know, transformation mm. that people um, have shared with me. The trainings we just started last year. I think it's really what people have found is that when they have the cards, the transformation is more of them actually just following through and reprogramming yeah. themselves to actually read the cards because when they're done, they're they're happy that they have the cards and that they're actually reading them and doing the work. So I and think becoming the intentional about is, their lives, I guess. Yeah. So how often do you run this? So we've been running them three three times a year. So mm -hmm. interesting. I, I haven't yet taken it to corporate, but I, I do, I've been speaking with a company in New York, an investment banker that actually is thinking of uh, possibly rolling it out to their teams there. So it could be a fun thing to, that we're going to test out. I, we're going to actually have a call on it in September of this year. And what would be really fun is taking something like this and doing it in teams in the corporate world, yeah. right? So actually yeah. having your teams work on uh, some of these goals together that you have at work, but then also adding the personal stuff in, into it as well. Yeah, I think it would be a great thing to do in a group exercise. Yeah. The only thing I would have liked to have done when I was at work, <laughs> something a bit different. But I think to be fair organizations are getting better at, at being open to these different things to help their staff now not like it used to be it used to be more sort of you know just get on with your job <laughs> not, yeah but now if they can if they can get to team building or doing things together that's a great idea so we we're the get savvy club so we always ask uh, people that come on our pod our guests on our podcast um a couple of questions first one being um what makes you savvy and you can yeah. take that any way you want so i um I, I'm going to say two things. So, to, uh, if I'm allowed to say two things, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I what I have gotten really good at is learning to live now and not uh, think about tomorrow, which goes into being intentional with your time. We we worry about our so much about our list tomorrow and what we have to do on the weekend that we we uh, it takes the energy away from today. You know, and so I have practiced and worked so hard on being intentional with my time and not trying to think about my list tomorrow because the list can be overwhelming. Um, and it because I just find that it takes away my energy. And I, I have been so much more productive um, when I can just literally focus on today and not even yeah. think you about can, tomorrow. Yeah, you can only do what you can only do, can't you? So yeah. I think that's a, that's a, you that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. you don't. So you don't know filling your head up full of what you haven't done just you know and worrying about things doesn't make them better or worse no. it just means that they you like <laughs> stretch out the time you have to deal with that thing well yeah. it used to be i think people used to think it was a great thing to be a multitasker mm -hmm. right you'd be like i'm the multitasker queen yeah. and it's like well that's not really good being a multitasker because yeah, people give you more stuff to do yeah so i plus your brain can actually <laughs> only think about one thing at a time maximum yes. maybe two so there is no such thing really it just means you're flipping around from mm -hmm. thing to thing and how stressful is that i just recently started meditation which i thought was going to be really hard for me because i feel like 
I have so much on my plate, but you know, you're thinking all the time, but yeah. it's been so good for me. I'm only yeah. at 10 minutes. You seem like a really chilled person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is it's, always yeah. good. Thank you. It's a lot, it's work though. And you have to do the work mm. and take the action. And that's yes. the result. It's hard to craft out that time to meditate, isn't it? You, you have to be like selfish and, and make sure that you, that you get it booked in almost. Especially if you're a doer, you know, yeah. it's hard to just sit and not, do. justify like yeah. doing nothing but oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to do so the other, and the, second, the other question we always ask is to and i bet this will be easy for you because you've obviously read a load of books but to recommend a book that's helped you along the way yeah so i actually i'm gonna i'm i'll show it to you here but of course we're not the greatest salesman in the world have you heard of this book no by og mandino so it's actually a book that we uh in one of my trainings with my mentor who has been so influential to all that I have done. I think there's eight, let's see how many scrolls. There's 10 scrolls and each scroll is in the book. If you follow along in the book, um, you're supposed to read each scroll every day for 30 days. But in our, when we did it in our, in our mentorship, we did each scroll for one week where you would read the scroll every day for one week and then you would move on to the next. And each scroll is kind of like um, it's a practice of um, scroll number three is I will persist until I succeed. Um, one of the scrolls, I think number two might be my favorite, which is uh, that one's on it. One is um, I will greet this day with love in my heart. Um, I am nature's greatest miracle. Um, and, and you read them and there's actual... Um, the stories in each scroll are just so amazing. And it really, it, it teaches you, one, reading the scroll every day goes back to like creating the habits, doing the work, taking action. And then each one is really something that you could apply to your life. And it's, it's what it is, the greatest salesman in the world, right? You, um, you have to have love in your heart, even if you're working with the, your client who you're just might be frustrated with and you just have to show love to them, right? Um, mm -hmm. or I will persist until I succeed, you know, um, being rich, um, doesn't come easy. You have to persist until you succeed. So each scroll just, uh, ties in really to life and, and working and, uh, generating income and sales. And there it's, it's a good practice. Sometimes I'll bring the book back out when I feel like I need to like come back to myself and yeah it sounds like one you can dip into yeah it's one mm. of those that you could just go back and redo when you're ready like yeah i'm gonna my brain has been off for months and i need to like bring it back and i'm just yeah. gonna like do this and show it that i'm in charge yeah it's funny so many people because we always ask people to recommend a book and we've had loads of people on because we can go nearly two years with this podcast and so many people have a book they love that they will revisit either when they feel like they've had a dip in mental energy or maybe once a year and they say that as they grow and change and their business changes they'll get different things out of it and yeah. like 
you know, see it very differently. You read um, it differently, don't you? Read like <laughs> the lessons. You're like, I didn't even notice that bit last time. Uh -huh. so perhaps yeah. it wasn't relevant to where you were in your journey at that mm. time. So Which is all part of the brain and how it filters stuff for you without you even realising. So if you get intentional about your goals, it will filter stuff that will help you to meet those goals. And that's how yeah. it works, isn't it? And I do feel like when you say goal setting, it sounds easy and it's really not, you know, there's just work to it for sure. And, and also I think like these days, we have like too much choice of what our goals yeah. could be. So like, how do you even begin to start to think about what you actually want? Because in reality, there are like so many different paths we could take so many different choices we could make it's not like the olden days where you had less choice there's so much choice now so you have to think right what is important to me and what am I going to go after and, and then yeah set it and then get out there with the intention of doing it so what is the best way for our listeners to find out a bit more about you if they should wish to do so my website at shellywasso.com tells a bit about my story the information on my training is on the website I am on Instagram and Facebook I uh, I do a weekly live on Facebook to just give tips and tricks on how to do it rich. You can reach out to me on my website, a place to actually connect with me as well. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So I told you she was interesting um, and had a great system. And what I like is... Um, we meet loads of people who have different businesses and actually it's so common that um, people start doing one thing and then they kind of follow their passion to do something else and they may be still doing that other thing and they're doing it on the side or they stop completely. And I think sometimes you feel like um, if you have a career for a number of years, like 20 years, and then you completely change what you do, you feel like you've either, you know, failed or wasted all that time and what have you. And you absolutely haven't because everything you've learned and the person you are goes into what you then do next. And it's just about, you know, growing and the journey and developing. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's inspiring when you hear people who've done that and really made it work as well. Yeah, definitely. I thought she was, yeah, got, she's going to be out there doing f far more. And it's interesting. She's still in both camps at the moment, isn't she? She's still very much yeah. doing corporate and uh, building up something for herself, which is... Uh, they I always have a uh, vice president as a title, job yeah, title. It's common in America, fancy. but it sounds so fancy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But it just means you've got a lot of responsibility, I think. So it's something we don't have <laughs> over here. It'd be like yeah. manager or head of or whatever, director. Yeah, maybe. yeah director probably. It's probably what it would be like a... Something director, maybe. I don't know. Deputy managing director. Who knows? But yeah, vice president does sound executive price, vice president as well. Yeah. Sounds very yeah. fancy, don't it? So this week, uh, we get asked this all the time, actually. So it's not an individual question, but it's about um, do I need a lead magnet? And what the hell? How do I go about doing that? Um, you know, do I need to just write down everything I know and what have you? And what we find is that. Um, most people overcomplicate it. So a lead magnet, the most important part of a lead magnet is your title because that is your clickbait and you want someone to click on that and then enter their email address to get the lead magnet. So by the time they've got it, you've already got their email address and then you can wow them with an email campaign. Um, so the other thing to remember with a lead magnet is people don't want war and peace. We all want to like find out in three seconds or less how we can like achieve our goals. Um, and yeah, we may be willing to put a little bit more effort in. So we had a client we worked with and he um, was going to put 10 ways to do whatever in a lead magnet. And it's like, oh, I still haven't done it. And, you know, I've got to the fifth page and I'm still, and we just went, 
make it simple change that 10 to three three ways to achieve x without having to do y is a perfect title and just put three things in make it a one pager put a picture of yourself on maybe a couple of images um, and a bit of color bob's your uncle job done get it out there Um, so yes you do need a lead magnet no you don't need to overcome it's not a novel it's not a little book and anita is completely right it doesn't even obviously it'd be better if your lead magnet had some substance to it but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that people click and exchange their email address for that. So um, just waffling on saying it's something or some a long-winded title or something really boring is not going to work. It has to be something that pulls you in and makes you think, right, okay, I'm going to exchange my email address for this. So actually, we, substance, I'm thinking... Substance thinking doesn't mean quantity does it it can be you can give good substance um and good value in a five second read you know don't yeah. you don't we don't read things if they're too big anyway you know like i mean we've actually got one we've got a lead magnet we'll put the link in here 37 yeah um but the one i'm thinking of is 37 social media hacks and actually the first it's not, one we ever did remember back in the yeah, day how much and it sounds learned. like you know it's, it's like oh loads of hacks in there but actually it's really easy to just um take in because it will tell you like which which things work on which platforms and we've had loads of great um feedback from that people saying oh i've got uh, i print it out have it on my desk and then i can just glance at that when i'm looking to get inspired doing social media so it's like if you know you need to do social media to attract clients and you you get stuck sometimes get that 37 social media hacks and you've got 37 you know ways to just pick up at any time in any order whenever to to make sure that you get out there and you're nailing it so the key for that is that um i know i just said don't do 10 do one thing or one of your three things and now we've got 37 but they are each like (laughs) one sentence long yeah they're they're divided by this will work on facebook this will work on instagram so depending on what platform you are you just go and find them and what have you um and they're also divided by whether it's to help with your content or with your engagement or or what have you but the key thing there is the word hacks so Mm -hmm. hacks the word hack makes everybody think oh it's something that will enable me to leapfrog forward without having to do loads of extra work and that's why you get it so think about your title and would it attract you and even test that title you know it's a great post to go out and say i'm i'm going to do a lead magnet on this which title do you prefer and put two or three out there and just get a vote don't necessarily have to go with the things people vote for because they might not be your ideal client but it's all about creating that engagement creating a bit of a buzz so that people you know then when you go out offering the lead magnet all those people that have voted because they're engaged with you they will be shown your post so um it's all about the little tricks you can do to make it more effective for you and don't forget if you want to be in with a shot of winning the book but shelly in the world yep then uh screenshot this particular episode and tag us somewhere put it on social media tag us in it tag uh get savvy club in it and you could be in with a shout of winning it and leave us a review i read the reviews recently we all say leave us a review and i haven't caught up on them on a i think it was podbean podbean yeah because it doesn't tell us on podbean does it It doesn't like you can put reviews anywhere by the way but it doesn't actually like give us a notification that there's a new one on podbean see this is a prime example someone put us a review you need to stop interrupting each other all the time and try to just tell that story and i couldn't even get the whole sentence out who said you that? Sure, that wasn't one you put on there yourself. <laughs> it's not. Put, it's not a place for you to just put where your. It's not your yeah. complaints section. It's not it's your complaints section. <laughs> they no, also you, put stop you, laughing so much, which I was like, <laughs> no, I won't. That's just not why. Do you know? Um, did more you more sad and stop being interrupted? Did you, you used to have that where you worked at places and they'd have like a suggestion box and you could put like, oh god, the silly things that we used to put in. No, there I never put anything time. in. Ours. Oh, I did. 
fireworks at your place a little with anything i thought of at that time there's all sorts of strange things that we used to request um but i don't think anyone has some staff opinion survey so you could anonymous 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 you've got to email it um fill out and just say what you thought of the play i think that was when i worked at one of the banks yeah are you satisfied no dissatisfied yeah we used to just pay me my money and let me go home That's it, isn't it? Exactly. It was your work ethic. See, I always wanted to make the place better and more fun and engaging and lots going on. But obviously, most people in jobs don't want that to happen. They do just marketing. Apart from my last job, I've always been in massive marketing departments with like hundreds of people. And they're always really sociable, loud places because they're like full of people who have to talk. You know, marketing, we don't have a product on our own. We have to go and talk to other people about stuff. So we're quite sociable people. And it's always been a really great laugh of an environment so um yeah we've never we've never had to cheer anything up in the in the office i've been working in oh okay it's well that's you've been in bigger way. ones whereas i've been yeah. in ones where I have all the different types of people are in one and, yeah uh, yeah poor things that used to, have to work so i did do a job like, once and they gave me my own office which i absolutely hated because i'd like come in the morning and go morning and nobody and be there to only an office on your own do you know i'd, have, like, I I'd, I'd, I'd leave at the end of the day and I'd go bye then everyone oh my God. <laughs> there. <laughs> I had, uh, worked, when i worked at the um, blind manufacturing company when i was really really young and they made me production manager and then we moved into these new offices and they actually gave me the, my own little office which was like it was quite funny because it was like in the corner of the production area so when my office I could see everything that's happening in the production and um and obviously I was never and it was all glass and I, I could but I never went in there and in there I'm not kidding you there was like three pairs of roller skates um like loads of different outfits that I had because I used to go out all the time then so it's just like a dressing area and it's just full of crap and they were like we didn't get you your own office so that you so that you could be you know in You've got your privacy for when you're printing out the labels for the whatever and, and you can oversee everyone because it was like raised up a little bit as well and i was like no we've a bit wasted it there but then i, I left soon after but it was just yeah. well i was we quite excited to my own office. Work, they, they introduced a clear desk policy oh, and uh, so you're supposed to have a clear desk at the end of every day and in mm. marketing particularly back in the day you've got proofs that you've got to sign off so you've got loads of bits of paper you've got briefs you've got paper coming out your wazoo really um you know print proofs and all that kind of thing see there's no way you could do it and wazoo wazoo yeah and <laughs> that's so why they that give you, like, they'd come around at night and they'd leave like a little sticker thing on your desk saying you've contributed the clear desk policy and if you've got more than so many the rumor was that they'd just come and get a black bin bag and take all your stuff away because we're in marketing we didn't give a shit about that so we started a competition who could get the most of these like stickers even like all yeah. the director and everything was in on it and um we're like yeah come and take our work away and just see that nobody markets the bank and we have no adverts going out and that will be on you and then they'd like stop the clear desk policy yeah <laughs> like, i remember they tried to bring it in at various places I've worked before, and then they used to be like, "Oh, and 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 how 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 can we support you in yeah, doing this?" <laughs> and obviously, somebody, me alone. somebody had been sent to come and have that conversation. I used to feel so sorry for them. <laughs> Well, obviously, you, this is a struggle for you. So, how how can we support? Actually, it's a bit similar to like actually kids that have got like issues at school now isn't it how could we support you through that i'm nice gonna try that i'm gonna say oh no i won't actually it's gonna massively backfire isn't it i'll still say i'll say to my kids how can i support you mm. in tidying your rooms yeah. <laughs> they'll just go can you do it for me do it yeah, yeah. 
do you need anything what can we do to help is there anything and then uh, then it just got to like oh yeah well it's different for Anna because she works part-time <laughs> so I just caveat for me to get away with every, anything and everything whenever you like it's different. working in the blind factory I always think you know that joke about the blind the nun in the bath do you ever hear it no say it. There's, a nun, there's a nun and she's having a bath and there's a knock on the door and she says who is it and uh the voice says the blind man and she says oh okay come in and uh he comes in and he goes where do you want me to put the blind <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit ruder than that but oh, yeah, yeah. That you, yeah you, you thingied it downplayed it but <laughs> myself you have to say it. <laughs> You have to say the proper version to me, but yeah, no, it was like Venetian blinds, roller blinds, you know, I learned it all, learned it all. It wasn't better to do. I was there anyway, weren't I? So, <laughs> there was just, I remember when I went to leave and they went, Why would you leave, you know, all this money that you could earn while you're being there? And I just think now, like, oh, yeah, it could God, be on 20 know. grand by now, 25 actually, <laughs> <it's better. laughs> yes. which to be fair, to be fair, I was 19 when I yeah. left, so you know, and I'd, you know, they had given me like but it all it was because it showed up and most people that work there didn't show up so I was already like 85% better than everyone else just by turning up like five and that is up nicely because that's all you've got to do on social media yeah, show, show up, up you'll be 85% better than anyone else on there who's like showing up then going away then saying it's not working for me and then just like yeah doing yeah. nothing well we'll see you on the next episode see how i wrapped it up there neatly when we have our radio show it's gonna be great slick and we didn't interrupt each other either whoever that was i'm gonna go look at that (laughs) (laughs) okay bye bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club